And so if I could sum everything up into one sentence, it would be this. The influence of Jesus displays itself externally in our own lives when an internal relationship is ongoing. And I'll say that again. The influence of Jesus displays itself externally in our own lives when an internal relationship is ongoing. I personally believe Jesus not only to be central to our faith as Christians, but that he is central to our whole world. The failures of systematic approaches to government and society are a result of not having Christ as king. You will always have a flawed system of government because we are all flawed. I believe the only time our whole earth will have peace and have righteous government is when Jesus himself is king. Meaning when Christ rules over the entire earth is the only time I believe there will be true peace on earth. Until then, we have the Bible to edify, direct, and correct us in working with one another. Because we are flawed, we do need something to help us in our approaches to government and working with each other. So in going forward with this message, the Son of God, Jesus, I truly believe he is central to having peace on earth and a perfect government. Without him, there is not even anything close to a righteous government and a peaceful earth. The Son of God is a term, as a Christian, we must understand is central to our belief as Christ followers. This differentiates us and others. We believe Jesus to be the Son of God. I want to examine some points about Jesus. First, I want to look into his existence. Now, many would argue that the Bible is the only proof, but in fact, it is not. We have at least three references here that are extra biblical, meaning they are not in the Bible. They are not necessarily even what we would term as Christian because these people were not followers of Christ. They were simply those that witnessed or heard of Jesus. In the first one, we have this quote from Julius Africanus. And it says this, On the whole world there pressed a most fearful darkness, and the rocks were rent by an earthquake, and many places in Judea and other districts were thrown down. This darkness... Thalus, in the third book of history, calls, as appears to me, without reason, an eclipse of the sun. And so if we take that and we cross-reference it to what we know was the time in Christ's crucifixion, there was a darkness that covered the earth, and this is a moment that recognized this actually happening outside of the Bible. And so Africanus was referencing Thalus. Thalus was attempting to explain away the darkness and reaction of the earth 
at the crucifixion of Jesus. Another extra biblical place we find this is from Mara Bar Serapion. And I'm saying these names kind of as best as possible. I could be mispronouncing them. And this was 70 AD. It says this, What benefit did the Athenians obtain by putting Socrates to death? Famine and plague came upon them as judgment for their crime. Or the people of Samos for burning Pythagoras? In one moment their country was covered with sand. Or the Jews by murdering their wise king? After that their kingdom was abolished. God rightly avenged these men. The wise king lived on in the teachings he enacted. And this was again a reference from an extra biblical source. And then we have a third one from Josephus. And it says this, Now around this time lived Jesus, a wise man, for he was a worker of amazing deeds and was a teacher of people who gladly accept the truth. He won over both many Jews and many Greeks. Pilate, when he heard him accused by the leading men among us, condemned him to the cross. But those who had first loved him did not cease doing so. To this day, the tribe of Christians named after him has not disappeared. And this is from Josephus. Now, these are three extra biblical you know, references to the times or Jesus himself. And so we do find extra biblical sources, meaning outside of the Bible, references to the man named Jesus, who we believe is Jesus the Christ. So as followers of Christ, we are called Christians. And so we look at these, these things from the outside source of people kind of hearing about this. They, it was a historical context of things maybe written down or, or they heard of something going on. And so what we can know is that Jesus existed. And so when we talk about the Son and we ask the question, who is Jesus? Encompassing thoughts kind of develop from places of maybe just a religious perspective. But I also want to give it that Jesus existed. We know this as fact. So the question then falls into place is the Christian believes Jesus to be the Son of God, whereas others believe him to be a man, simply a man or a man that had really crazy things going on around him. As a Christian, a follower of Christ, there is a place that we can kind of move forward from that we believe him to be the Son of God. But what we do know, and we do know this very, very biblically, is that Jesus was human. And there was, there was these things about him that as a man he experienced, and he experienced what some of the things that you and I go through. What we do know is this, Jesus experienced the emotions we all feel. Jesus understood and went through the temptations we went through, we go through. Jesus experienced them. He understood what it meant to be tempted. Jesus worked. We understood him to be a carpenter. Jesus loved. We understood that Jesus loved people. Jesus worshiped. And this is a very humanizing one. Jesus had siblings. Now this one is a very interesting one because I think a lot of us can sometimes look at Jesus as such a distant figure, something that we think about as like, you know, this person that, that we may be uh, say, this is who Jesus was like, or we look at somebody in a church or in a religious perspective and we say, like, that's what Jesus must have been like. What we do know is this. Jesus was a down-to-earth person and Jesus was liked by non-religious people. He was invited to parties from non-believers. People liked having Jesus around. Jesus was a great communicator. 
Now in looking at all of these, these are things to explore. There is a personal effort required on your end of answering the question, who is Jesus? There is a lot we can gather from the Bible, even from sources outside of the Bible. However, it is in our own spiritual effort of reading the Bible and prayer coupled together that we can really identify and begin to grow in our relationship with Jesus. That effort, in turn, provides us with the familiarity to his presence, or we begin to know who Jesus is. We read the Bible. We understand who he is by the context of scripture that this paints a picture of who this man Jesus is. And then we begin to understand that in a spiritual sense through our prayer. We have that spiritual connection, the Holy Spirit speaking to us, revealing to us, giving us insight into who Christ actually is. And so the influence of who Jesus is displays itself externally in our own lives when an internal relationship is ongoing. So that means that there's stuff that people begin to see when we have a relationship with Jesus. The more you know Jesus, the more people know that you know Jesus. The more you know Jesus, the more people know that you know Jesus. Matthew 7, 21 through 28 says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I think for me, this scripture can be scary, mainly because it speaks into our works. We can seem, but not actually be. Meaning we can seem like we are followers of Christ. We can do all the right things. We can say the right things to the right people. And it can seem like we are on course. It can seem like we are following Christ. We sound like we are. We know the right words. We watch all the right videos. We click like on all the right Facebook posts. We follow all the right people on Instagram. You know, And we can seem like we are, but not actually be. And the reality is this, Christ himself, Jesus himself says that there is a point when he will say to some, I never knew you. And this is the reality of the question, who is Jesus? Whether it's, po whether it's a question asked to you or to me, it's a real question. Who is Jesus? And the reality of that is it comes with reading scripture and praying. And these two things coupled together begin to reveal who Jesus is. And we cannot even answer that question without the Holy Spirit, without reading the Bible. We can't. 
We may have done all these things like that looked good, but never actually knew him. The, the, the simplest way of understanding this and the importance of knowing who Jesus is is like this. Jesus is the only way into heaven. The question, who is Jesus? Jesus said this in John 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is only one way, Jesus. There is not the way of, I served a lot. There is not the way of, I did everything I was supposed to do. I was on this team. I was on this, you know, greeting team. I was on this outreach team. I was on the worship team. I did all the things I was supposed to. I was, I was at the events. I was at the meetings. Uh, I wore the shirts. You know, I, I played the right music. The, the bottom line would be this. Jesus says, I am the way. And the only way is by knowing Jesus. And so I leave you with that thought today of who is Jesus? The question to ask, who is Jesus? That you can ask for yourself. But I also wanted to share this final closing thought, the one we started with, is this. The influence of who Jesus is displays itself externally in our own lives when an internal relationship is ongoing.